where my ladies at? I said, where my ladies at? Let's find somewhere we can go crazy at. And for you, baby, I'll be a maniac. Hey, 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 hey. And you don't have to worry about nothing. Cause every time I see you, baby, you'll be rolling with me. Or oh, I'll be on the sidelines, rooting for my dime, holding up my sign. And it says, go, baby, go, baby, go, baby, go, baby, go, baby, go, baby, go, baby. Hi, welcome to the Black Guys and Tips podcast. This is our first podcast. You're here with Rodimus Prime from Twitter, or also known as Rod, and my beautiful wife, Karen. Uh, Karen, say hello to the good people out there. What's up, everybody? And you can follow Karen on Twitter at Y, the letter Y, 00227, like the TV show with Sandra and Mary. That's right, and Jack Hey. <laughs> Alright, so let's go ahead and get right into uh, what we want to talk about here. Um, the first thing is, uh, we actually saw some movies in the last week or so. Yeah. Uh, we had some downtime, so uh, we watched Avatar, and Avatar was off the damn chain. It was a great movie. Yes, it was. Uh, we saw it at IMAX 3D. Yes, that's the best way to see it. Yeah, if you if go see it in IMAX 3D or don't go see it at all. Yeah, don't waste your money. If it's sold out, wait. wait. It's worth it, y'all. It's it's a hundred percent worth the time uh, that you spend waiting to see it. Uh, it revolutionized, possibly revolutionized the way that movies will be recorded and the way that we'll see movies um, from this point on out when it comes to major releases. Uh, even the previews, like uh, Alice in Wonderland, oh, yeah. they looked off the chain. Yes, so they did. Beautiful. Definitely want to go see that. Um, also, saw some movies on my Netflix, uh, some streaming Netflix through my Xbox. Uh, uh, we watched The Host. Yes, that was a good movie. Yes, that's a movie about uh, basically a creature that gets created because... This lab pollutes the river in this river in China uh, constantly, and over the years, it mutates the life into in the uh, river, eventually culminating in this huge creature that's like part like squid, some some fish. There's all kinds of gross shit in there. Yeah, and I don't uh, know what you call it. That thing comes out the river and it starts killing. killing. Killing people. Oh my people. gosh. Some people had some nasty deaths in this movie. Yeah, they ripping off arms. They're like just body parts flying everywhere. It's awesome. Um, and it doesn't look like straight to DVD or low budget like you would think. So it's definitely worth a, a, a watch. Um, and it's it, it would seem like it would be kind of sad because a lot of people die. And there's a yeah. there's a family dynamic to the to the whole story. Uh, the the main character's daughter gets kidnapped by the creature at the very start of the movie, and a lot of grief and a lot of like just sadness. But the way that the family is uh, over over exaggerating all their emotions makes it hilarious. It makes it funny. It's, yes. it's weird saying it, 
Yes. So I was like, I'm laughing, but why am I laughing at them crying? Yeah, like they're crying <laughs> over his dead, supposedly dead <laughs> daughter at a, at a funeral. And you can't help but laugh at just how ridiculous they're being. Uh, it is subtitled, so for y'all niggas that don't like to read, yes. we ain't no reading bots. I know... <laughs> I know y'all uh, might not want to see it, but for... But it's not that much reading, y'all. I promise. It's it's, it's worth a, a look. It definitely is. Um, the other movie we saw was... Oh, I saw Exiled, which is another foreign movie, a Chinese movie. I wasn't feeling it that much. It wasn't terrible, but it was a little too John Woo-type copying. It was a little too much about being cool. Not as much substance as I would have liked to have in the movie. Um... And it had so many uh, Asian cinema cliches with the gunplay. A lot of those uh, standoffs where you put the gun to one dude's head, the other dude puts the gun back to your head, and then you start fucking talking to the guy. Like there's not a gun pointed negotiating from your head. Yeah, like you're Gilbert Arenas in a locker room or something. You, you that is not how gunplay is supposed to go down. No. Um, the other thing about it I didn't like is there was another cliche where you can get shot a freaking a thousand times and somehow you just keep living. Like, these dudes will get shot 15 times and still find a way to, like, live and try to make it to the doctor and shit. Like, that would not happen, man. <laughs> not, maybe y'all shooting with BBs or something, but they're shooting supposedly with bullets so you don't come back from bullets yes and it was really trying hard to be cool but uh, i heard it's a sequel to another movie called the mission which some people like better so let's just say that uh maybe maybe it's better uh maybe i should have watched the mission out first or something so um and then i watched this movie called deliverance those of you who have seen it probably just cringe when i said the name uh those of y'all that have not seen it uh let me warn you because nobody warned me. Male on male rape. Yes. Men having uncooperating sex with other men. Does not sound like my night of fun. No, it was definitely uh, some Shawshank Redemption moments going got on. Got some odds going on in there without the yeah. bars. Right. I need. I need. There should be a different warning at the front of movies for. Famer. For male on male. Rape. It shouldn't just be nudity. It should be something like, "Hey, don't watch this." So I don't know. But anyway, after you get past the rape, which it's hard to do, you have to go take a shower and you have to call therapists and <laughs> get your mind right. Get a kit. You gotta get a rape kit, and you know, somebody's gotta come. A psychologist has to see you. But after you do all that, um, the movie's actually pretty good. It's kind of like Homeward Bound for white people, where you got these four white men stuck in the in the <laughs> in the backwoods of Virginia or some shit. And Nowhere. They're just some city slickers. Timbuktu. Yeah, you got a bunch of redneck stereotypes that actually have to uh, get get you know they're trying to stop them from getting out of there. Um, the one thing I, I really thought was interesting is the very beginning. There's an inbred looking kid that plays dueling banjos with uh, one of the city slickers. Someone told me on Twitter that kid is fucking a real kid. He's not an actor. 
So I thought maybe it was some makeup or something. No, they got a real inbred yokel uh, from the Hill Have Oz type looking kid. Wow. Yeah, and he could actually play the shit out of that banjo though, but he did look fucked up. So, like one of the settlers or pilgrims or some shit probably. But um, anyway, let's move on to the next topic. TV. Show's coming back. It's January. Oh, yeah. It's only one show that everybody should be wanting to watch right now. That's right. Who is that, Karen? And that is 24. I got to give a shout out to Be Thriller for that. 24, y'all. Jack is back. That's right, man. My man Jack Bauer about to save the world again. Yes. This time about to save New York from... uh, who knows what the fuck he's going to save it from out. <laughs> Y'all are going to save the world from nuclear bombs and yeah. terrorist invasions. He's going to save shit. it from Agent Zero. That's who he's going to save it from this time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Gilbert Arenas is coming to play the Knicks, and Jack is just getting there in time. Yeah. <laughs> Put the guns down, Gilbert. But, uh, yeah, he's just going to come there and whisper and shout his way um, back into number one spot on the TV charts. Oh, yes. I miss Chloe. Yes, I do. I miss that sidekick chick, whatever her name was. That that was. Oh, she was off the chain, man. She went from textbook to I'm gonna do whatever it takes. Yeah, Jack, Jack turned into a stone cold killer. Didn't he though? So everybody's looking forward to that. Yes. Um, not so much looking forward to heroes. I know you're not looking forward to it, Karen, because. You are about five or six episodes behind. I, I Yes, I am. I have to admit that. Yes, I am. And uh, I've been watching them all faithfully because I got that disease where I got to watch shitty stuff that I start. I can't stop. <laughs> I, I can't stop. I can't quit. So I, uh, I've been watching this shit, and it's getting worse and worse. And you know it's bad when they have a two-hour premiere, and all you can think of is... Fuck. Two hours of this oh my shit. Oh. Yes, and I used to remember the time, man, when it was 24 and Heroes, it'd be like four hours, you know, five hours, and we would be crunk and up all night long just watching. But over time, man, the storylines, and then they would randomly throw different characters in there that didn't move the storyline along, and... It just got terrible, like I said. I'm slowly watching it, but it's tough. It's really tough, yeah. baby. And the main characters now are, are like Claire and fucking Parkman. Just people that I hate. I hate their characters. I hate whoever wrote that shit. Why do you write that character? What What is... The show doesn't come on to like 9 or 10 o'clock at night anyway. But you got this fucking supposedly high school chick. Who has no real power other than she won't die. die. Yeah. Which I wish uh, someone needs to come up with a way to write her out of the script. Because she's just fucking boring, man. It's I get tired of that. I just want my own life. And then some shit pops off. I'm just a high schooler. This is so crazy. Uh, I'm done with that shit. But I say that and then I'll be watching next week. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's move on to the next topic. Because I could talk about how much I hate those motherfuckers all day. Um... Speaking of hating motherfuckers, Applebee's, you heard about how they uh, are attaching buzzers to waiters now when you come into the restaurant? Buzzers like beep beep? Buzzers like, yeah, like a pager almost that 
goes off on your hip and tells you get your ass over to the table there. They're uh, giving uh, speed it up, Buckaroo. Yeah, they're giving customers remote controls that actually will allow you to hit a button and tap buzz your dude on the hip and that waiter has to come over to your table and there's a timer and everything. So if they don't get there, a signal goes back to the manager and lets them know this dude took more than a minute to get to this table after they hit the buzzer. All that's gonna do is cost more paper. You know how many write-ups that's gonna be, man? You, first of all, you and I were waiters, so yes, that, that's part of the reason I call my blog the black guy who tips. It's part of the reason I do tip, and yes. I try to tip well. I try to tip, yeah, I try to tip above. I, yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, unless you do some shitty service or something, I, I, I take I tip. care of you. I do too. And part of the reason for that. Is because I know how shitty the job is, and all they're doing is making it more shitty by doing this. Yeah. Th- this is not gonna help anyone, not even customers. It's gonna make everyone in the restaurant angry, bitter, or under pressure. And the managers who already micromanaged the shit out of these two dollars and fifteen cent earning. Say that again. They're just gonna make it worse. Now it's gonna be a micromanager where it's like, you got time to lean, you got time to clean. Oh, you got you got if you got sixty seconds, you should be at the table already. Like it's just gonna make it worse and you can't they they beat you down so bad, you're like a, a abused wife or something where you can't leave with no one ever quits being a waiter until they're until they're really quitting being a waiter. You, you might quit a restaurant, um, but, but you're finding as a waitress. Yeah, yeah, like you have to. There's like a certain amount of self-respect that you gain when you finally quit that fucking job and say, "This is enough. I'll yeah. let y'all later." And so I, I really think it's disgusting. I'm never eating an Applebee's again, uh, which I really didn't no, eat there much. No, we, anyway. no, we didn't. Um, <laughs> partially because they had just their food's not good no, it's um, not. and uh, while their service wasn't the greatest it wasn't it was like the worst either I didn't need a buzzer that wouldn't have made me like like the restaurant anymore say that again <laughs> it wouldn't have made a difference to me yeah they're just a shitty restaurant and um I, like I'm never eating there again I, I don't even want to fuck with people who want to eat there if you tell me we're going there for lunch or something, just don't I even ain't holler going, at me. Not Applebee's, yeah. you know, not the that. Because like like my said, we both served before, and customers can be complete buttholes, and mm-hmm. and they can be very arrogant. Like I got the power over you, and some people just come in with the assumption that you're stupid or you're dumb or you're ignorant just because you serve. Like this is your job, you you got to kiss my butt. Yeah, it's that, and it's giving me that whole that's that plantation shit where. You just sitting around like, come on over here, boy, and fix me something to drink, you know. It's been a minute. Oh, your tip is going down. Your tip is going down now. I hit the buzzer 30 seconds ago. So, fuck that shit. Fuck that restaurant. And if I was a server, terrible I, I would not want to wait there because it's just going to get worse. And it ain't going to bring in the heavy tippers, i tell you that much. You're not, bringing in the, you're not bringing in the dude with the fat wallet when he's, the guy wants to hit the buzzer. The guy that wants to hit the buzzer all the time ain't about to tip you shit. No, he's going to tip you 50 cents for five, for five people. That's what he's going to do. Yeah, he can't wait to not tip your ass. He's rushing 
to not tip your ass. So, anyway, let's move on to the next topic. Tomorrow, wing night, gift exchange. Oh, yeah, that sounds kind of nice, yeah, baby. This is what you're supposed to give. Uh, first of all, wing night is something I do every week with my friends. Every Thursday, we go out. Pretty much nothing but fellas. Sometimes the dudes is real pussy with to bring that girl out there or something. Or they'll have that girl or bring other girls out there and shit. And then I normally leave about that time. But for a few hours every week, it's nothing but the fellas sitting around, shooting the shit. Not really doing anything crazy, but you know, we eat some cheap wings, drink some beer, have a little guy time. I suggest every man do this. If you got a woman, even more important that you do this. Say that again. Get out the house. She don't want to see your ass all the time either. She don't want 24-7 you all the time. Sometimes y'all just need a couple hours away. Yeah. You know, just go out and have a good time. I don't mean stay out till fucking 8 in the morning or get shit-faced drunk to where you can't control yourself no more. But have a good time, man. Like, get a break. So, anyway, that's what wing night is for us. Um, And... We have certain events in Wing Night. We have Halfway to Christmas Point Exchange, which I still have to make a blog post about. I took pictures and everything, and I keep putting that off because it's going to be a long-ass blog. Um, but uh, the gift exchange for Christmas is you take gifts that like you got this year that you didn't want. And you basically say, and you basically say, okay, uh, Here's my gift that I didn't want. Now I'm giving it to you. Or you go buy a bad gift. I found the perfect gift. You did? Yeah. I bought it last March. I was so excited about this. <laughs> you early, ain't you? Oh, it was so perfect. I could. I, I immediately thought of gift exchange. I was at the Bobcats game. And I went down to the Bobcats store for paraphernalia. And... Um, I, bought, I was going to buy like a hat or something, and I looked over and I saw a clearance rack, and they had a bunch of jerseys on there. They had Sean May, uh, they had, uh, you know, just scrubs, you know, guys that had traded and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they had the best jersey ever. The best jersey ever? It's an Adam Morrison jersey. Oh, snap. It's got neon painting, like this soft... <laughs> Like water paint looking picture, and it's his face. His face is on the jersey. Wow! And then his numbers on there, and the the face man. He looks like the dude Van, uh, Morrison from the from the fucking Doors, and it's just got the <laughs> dreamiest look in his eyes. And Aww. you just know that someone bought that shit the day he was drafted, like number one. Oh, we got a number three pick. Oh man, we got Adam Morrison. He's gonna be a star. Let the NCAA in scoring, and He's such a bust. He was such a bust. He sucked. He went, He was crazy. He talks to himself during the game. Uh, the, the other players would laugh at him sometimes when he talked to himself on the bench. And it's just the perfect gift for anyone who uh, wants to just embarrass the shit out of whoever they give it to. So I'm going to give it to somebody that's awesome. I'm going to include a Bobcast Christmas hat. Like Now I like the hat now. Yeah, I, I hate giving away the hat, but it makes the gift perfect. I still need to buy a box for it or something, but I cannot fucking wait to give this shit away tomorrow. It's going to make my week. Um, <clears throat> the other thing that we want to talk about is uh, these rappers going to jail. You for this? You against this? 
feel don't care. I feel like you should be breaking the law, but you know what? It makes you more legit. Yeah, they definitely are keeping it real. Yes, it's real, real. A little too, too real. real. <laughs> yeah, real, real incarcerated. Yeah. But uh, what I what what I like about this is I was listening to Dead and Gone by Ti today, and his music. I actually can listen to his music now. Before I always kind of wanted to like him, and I couldn't because there's just something about his music where I'm like, this dude is being ignorant, and I don't think he has to be. But going to prison, going that that prison time over his head really brought out the uh, the part of him that I can identify with, which is the hey, I probably shouldn't do that. That's right. Part of the personality. The, hey, jail ain't no joke. Yeah, and jail is a serious thing, and you know, all of a sudden, a record is more than just a record. Yeah, we've all had uh, people talk shit to us or you know somebody do something to you at work or something like if you had like I would do blank blank and blank but rappers never had that experience they never rap about that that's not macho to rap about that time that you didn't shoot that nigga nobody wants to hear that verse about how you walked away but when you go to prison and you start thinking about that shit all of a sudden you don't mind talking about Maybe you should have walked away. Say that again. So, I like Dead and Gone. And then the other nigga that's going to jail. First of all, there's a lot of niggas going to jail. And I'm glad all of them going to jail. Good. Uh, <laughs> get them off the fucking street. Uh, if I want to be safe too. If you're making any kind of money and you still can't stay out of jail, fuck you. Get off the street. I'm tired of this shit. I'm not going to feel sorry for you because you're black. The system ain't out to get Young Jeezy or none of this shit. Get the fuck off the street. And maybe you'll learn something to come back. The uh, other nigga I'm proud to see, though, is Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. I hate this nigga. I saw him on The View. Wow. And they was treating him like a serious artist. They talking to him like he was fucking Paul McCartney or, or Springsteen or some shit. Like, they was just talking to him like he was a legend. And he was a nigga that drinks cough syrup. And gets high and can't complete a song about one subject to save his life. All his rhymes sound like the first line and got shit to do with the last line. I, I, And I'm not saying he's whack or nothing, but I don't think he's as good as all these other people think he is. And yeah, like I said before, you have to give credit where credit's due. But one thing I can say about Lil Wayne, he was already rapping about Mrs. Officer, Mrs. Officer. He gonna have a lot of them around him now. Yeah, he gonna have a whole lot of officers, Mr. Officers. The wrong kind of officer. He kind of little too, so you know, might have. You might be experiencing some uh, squeal like a pig, or you got a pretty mouth, some deliverance moments. Better be careful up in that. But uh, anyway, um. The other thing I want to talk about is your boy Rush Limbaugh. Not Rush. Yeah, I listened to him about two minutes today when I was getting out of my car and between the sports stations commercials. Um, he, the little bit I heard was him talking about his heart attack or whatever the fuck happened to him in Hawaii and giving credit to how the United States healthcare saved his life. And I, first of all, I wouldn't even be surprised if he set this shit up and didn't even get sick. I don't, 
I don't trust that motherfucker. But he's talking about his hard, how great it is. But Hawaii has pretty much socialized healthcare. So indirectly, he's actually crediting the programs that Obama is trying to get passed because their 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 healthcare system kind of operates on that first come first serve, you know, basis. And then the other thing about him is he said. He doesn't pay insurance because he opted out of insurance because he feels like people should just pay for what they can afford and it shouldn't be uh, leeching off the system to get their health care taken care of. You can't afford it. You shouldn't get it. Now, he makes $33 million a year. Average listener to his show is not making fucking $33 million a year and they can't afford to pay for it. A heart attack <laughs> in the emergency room out of their pocket. And he said it cost half the price of an SUV. Wow, you know what, 15000 At least, at least, right? And yeah. so, who got 15000 in their pocket? And if you had to make a choice, who's the dude that says, I don't got 15000 I got fourteen nine ninety nine. I guess I just got to die. Damn, Rush, you was right. Principles. Got my principles, though. Dying, dying with my principles. Nobody can spit on my grave. So, I, you know, fuck my family and provide for them. I should have had more money. So, I, I, don't, I totally disagree with him. I do, too. Um, at least on that point. Um, he's, I, I know he's just a blowhard. I probably shouldn't be listening to him, but fuck it. That's how I feel. Um, I think that shit is disgusting. I think the people that do listen to him... They more identify with uh, the sentiments towards disliking Obama, disliking um, the government, disliking Democrats. They identify with him on that level. I don't get the feeling. Yeah, I don't feel like they will ever be in the same room with him and get his respect because they are broke and he's rich. And this healthcare debate is coming down to who do you care about living the most? Do you want right. old people to live the most? Do you want poor people to live the most? Do you want rich people to live the most? Like who? I mean, I feel like rich people will find a way no matter what. But in general, I mean, it's all about are you okay with letting minorities and poor people die because they can't afford insurance and you got some, so fuck them. And if you're cool with that, hey, you're cool with that. I'm not going to sit up here and judge you one way or another I, I know I believe some fucked up shit but uh <laughs> well I guess that is a judgment but um I know I believe some some shit that you know does isn't PC so if you honestly believe people shouldn't get healthcare as a right then that's on you but don't try to give me bullshit where everybody need to opt out of fucking insurance cause you can afford to rush that's, that's bullshit alright let's see what else oh been going to the gym. Been going to the gym. This is my first year where I actually will weigh less at the end of the year, or weigh less at the end of the year than I did when I started it, which is awesome. Really good. Um, only problem is right around now, a bunch of motherfuckers that never go to the gym are clogging up the gym, and they have no gym etiquette. No gym etiquette. All, all they're doing is clogging up the machines. Taking up space. They don't clean the machines when they get done. All that sweat nasty. Yeah, so I got to fucking sweat all over the machine. I got to clean off with the sanitizer before I can get on. And 
Uh, it's just, I'll be glad when uh, Black History Month comes because by the end, everybody be gone. Everybody be gone. So, <clears throat> and the last topic is my man Gilbert Arenas. What the fuck, man? What the fuck is up with Gilbert? He has lost his mind. Yeah, what is eating Gilbert? Uh, he's he he. Everybody knows already. He pulled a gun out, a gun out, or guns. He had three guns at his job. Good God, three! Yeah, he had three guns in the locker room at his at his place of employment and pulled them out as a what he claims is a joke about Javar's Crittenden owing him money over a card game. And I didn't find this out till tonight, but before the game yesterday, he comes out and mimics shooting his teammates down while they all before the game in a pregame huddle while they all laugh and fall down like the shit is funny like it's a game wow and then after the game after the game he does an interview and the interview is about him um it's him basically being incredulous talking shit about uh david stern uh saying i hope you don't rush to judgment without getting all the facts and talking shit about Al Sharpton saying Al Sharpton owes him an apology just because Al Sharpton said some real shit that I actually agree with Al this time. I on. do too. And that's probably the worst thing about this whole situation is I gotta agree with Al Sharpton. And I don't like Al Sharpton, but he when he's right, he's fucking right. And he yeah. is right about Gilbert Arenas. The league did need to come down on him hard. Yes, they did. Um, a group should speak out about this because... We lose more people to black-on-black violence, and um, we lose more people to uh, just stupidity with guns than we do any other thing. So, how can we sit up here and say, well, it's Gilbert Arenas, give him a pass. Fucking Jason Williams, what used to be a star in the NBA, shot somebody in 2002, still hasn't been in jail yet. He killed somebody. He actually got caught getting a DUI, like, this weekend. So, these, you know, this, this motherfuckers don't learn. You have to punish the shit out of this dude. Keep him out of the league. I don't care how long it is. And I don't, until he shows some humility and that he learned this lesson. He needs to stay out. Yeah, and I'm not one of those people that always wants to see athletes humble. But he blatantly flossed it in the face like, man, y'all don't understand. It's just jokes, nigga. It's jokes. It's jokes. And pull. It's more than just jokes. With guns. Yeah, Last time I uh, seen it, jokes don't shoot you. Yeah, this ain't hot shot spark deal or whatever. Like, this ain't no funny gun jokes when you pull them out on people. So real guns, say that again. Yeah, and it's in D.C., which I know has strict gun laws. Um, I don't know if they passed the ban or not. Like, I, I know that, but I know they had strict gun laws. I know they had that. You can get plastico burst up there, and we'll see you. You be gone till November. So, I really. Uh, I really like Gilbert. I don't like to see him act this way. And I like um, him as a ball player too, man. You yeah, know? he's a good player, but more importantly, like he's a, he seems to be a good dude. He read an article once about this kid who lost his whole family in a fire, and he adopted the kid. You know, just because he read the shit in the newspaper. Wow. Like that, that's a good person. Yeah. But then you turn around and do some shit like this. I maybe it's because Shaq fucked his fiance and he found out about it and. And messed his head up. I don't know. I don't know. But all he's been doing lately is fucking up and releasing press statements. That's, 
His Twitter says that's some, not the way to go. Yeah, his Twitter account after this shit happened was like, I'm sorry if I pissed anybody off. Matter of fact, I'm sorry for anything you want me to be sorry for. And David Stern said, mm, okay, we done man, had enough yeah, of you. Enough. enough yeah, of this shit. you got to go. Yeah, so that shit is setting black people back. And go ahead and get up out of here, Gil, because there's a lot of dudes that act right every day in the NBA. Yes. And they really fall hard to get that culture of thug, that shit taken away. Way. Away. Yes. And, and it's like, he's doing his damnedest to get it back. Um, all right, last thing, and we're going to get out of here. We got two questions about relationships. I put out on my Twitter, which is Rodimus Prime, so at Rodimus Prime. I put out there, hey, any relationship questions, shoot them my way, email me at theblackguywhotips at gmail, or, you know, respond on this Twitter, and we will answer them. So we got two questions. The first one is from Miss Jasmine, and she basically wants to know, what do you do with a dude that won't take no for an answer? How do you get them to accept that you are not interested? Uh, what do you think about that? Well, I think, too, is that women sometimes send mixed signals. I think you say, well, no means no. Well, then do you say no? But you still go out to eat. Do you say no? But I take your money and I go buy me a pair of shoes. I go buy me a dress. I go buy me. Oh, you can get my hair done. You know, you can do those things for me, but I don't want you. And it doesn't work like that. Well, most men, if they separate from their money, oh, they get they, they demand that something back in return from you. Ain't no if ands or buts about it. A lot of yeah, that's true. If I, if I, yeah. If I buy you extra cheese on the ninety-nine cent menu. That pussy is mine. That pussy is mine forever. If I buy you extra cheese, or if, well, uh, don't help, don't supersize it, man. Good guy. Yeah, don't be trying to drop stuff just because uh, I told the truth. If I, uh, if, yeah, if you want to supersize up to the to the next biggest fry or the bi- next biggest drink, then you at least gonna have my baby. <laughs> So, you need to borrow. You need to borrow a quarter from uh, for the payphone. Then you are now we getting married. And you you talking about small stuff. So imagine big money. Yeah, I mean you can't do shit like pay off your student loans and then be like, nigga, I'm not interested. You tripping? What did you ever think? So I mean, I'm assuming she's not saying that. Let's just assume that she's being reasonable and rational and saying. She's just telling the dude no. She's not showing any signs of interest. But he won't take no for an answer. So, in that case, I would just say, look, dudes are built like that. He's, he's got it. It's, it's probably because at some point, there was a chick who said no and then fucked him anyway. And once that happens, you can't ever tell that. It's like, it's like feeding a dog on your porch. You will be back every day until he realizes you will never feed him again. And that one woman fucked it up for everybody because she gave in and now he thinks that everybody going to give in eventually. He's just got to try hard enough. And it's bullshit. I mean, obviously you're not going to fuck him if you don't want to. So I would just say uh, you got to just keep telling him no. And if it's more serious than what we just said... Call the cops, get a restraining order, cause Twitter can't save you. Mm. And ain't no advice column that's no, gonna. Uh, ain't no Twitter nine one one going on here. 
Yeah. So, I mean, and of course, guys are manipulative, so they will try to make you seem like the bad guy if you say, I don't want to fuck you. And they sometimes guys will even do stuff for you with the intention of using it against you. So they'll say, well, I gave you a ride across town. And you're like, nigga, I didn't ask for no ride. But they just gave you the ride so they could be like, oh, see how it is? You don't need me wanting to give nobody none. So I think that's, in summary, in summary niggas don't want to hear no for an answer. Mm-hmm. You got to stick to it. If it gets worse than that, call the cops. Um, run, run, girl, run. (laughs) Save yourself. Please. Um, also, damn Cam, she has a nice blog I go to every once in a while. Um, and it's Cam with a K, D A M N K A M. She's also on Twitter, same as Miss Jasmine. Follow them. And, um, she actually asked a question that was, uh, it was about why can't guys handle, like, they'll say, I want, to just have sex with you. I don't want a relationship. That happens a lot. Guys say that. Mm-hmm. But she said when you actually do tell them. Uh, Alright we just had sex. You can get the hell out. They can't take it. Their egos are just too uh, hurt or whatever. So she wants to know why. I think it's because the e- male ego is much more fragile than dudes talk about. And uh because it's so fragile, dudes just want to, um, like, it It can destroy you. And they want to feel like they're the one in charge. It, like, that same guy probably wouldn't have a problem if she was to say, uh, if he was to walk up to her and say it's over. That And he would want her to feel bad, but he wouldn't actually have a problem holding on. It would be like, oh, cool, it's over. But it's something about that other person tagging you first that... And it messes up men and women, but I think men more more so because we like to think we're the ones in control. Yeah, and then not only that, I think a lot of people like to play games. They say they want something, but then they really don't. Mm-hmm. And my thing is that a lot of men play these games all the time with women, but when the tables are turned, they can't handle that. Yeah. You know, if you really want a relationship, really be committed to somebody, be truthful. Don't say stuff to almost trap people and then be like, well, we got something really going on. When they told you up front, I'm like this. Be truthful with me. If if we just partners, just say we're partners. Yeah. And, but then don't expect anything more. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that's one of the biggest things. Probably 95% of relationship problems just come from people not being honest with themselves and each other, especially with yourself because a lot of guys have this image in their head where they think they're they're ready to just tell somebody look this is what it's gonna be I'm gonna fuck and I'm gonna do this and this and, but then deep down inside there's part of them that wants a relationship they want some sort of feelings between the two they don't want the chick to feel nothing most dudes can easily be destroyed and once they get hurt they spend the rest of their lives trying to be players or get in shallow relationships so that because they feel a more of a sense of control so what damn cam is talking about is taking away that sense of control from somebody and it makes people freak out you know you will freak you will freak out thinking hey i no longer am the one making the decision on what is going to happen to me in my life and most dudes especially can't handle that feeling it's, it's a strong feeling. You'll there's you know that's why dudes do all kinds of shit. They cheat. They, 
you know, a lot of dudes really do it out of a sense of control. It's not really even as sexual as they would like to think. It's, it, it stems from just, hey, I got hurt, and I'm never going to get hurt again. And so you just block that part of you off. And I really think that that has a lot to do with it, too. Well, anyway, this has been our first podcast. What do you think about it, buddy? It's been nice. It's been nice. All right. A little high five there. Um, and we will see you guys later. Um, once again, this is the Black Guy Who Tips podcast with your host, Rodimus Prime, and my beautiful wife, Karen, yes. who is at Y00227. Yes, sir. Um, on Twitter. And you can read my blog at the Black Guy Who Tips dot blogspot.com and uh we'll see you guys on twitter and whatnot you know tell us what you think about the podcast we'll be out there like to hear from you guys yeah we got a lot of more adjustments to make this is you know so uh we just want to get that feedback and you guys uh let us know what you think so till next time i love you i love you too baby and wow <laughs>